Hello. Welcome to episode three of the SSFC podcast. Welcome back if you've listened before. Um, today, I want to talk a little bit around nutrition, but specifically um, around hitting your nutrition targets when you live and eat with others. So you share a house with your family or your partner, or maybe in um, a house share, um, and just making sure you're staying true to your targets, but still sharing those meals with others. So you don't want to get into a situation where you have to cook um, two different meals at night or something like that, or the snacks in the house are, are causing you um, challenges to your willpower or you know increasing your cravings or something like that. Um, so this is a common question or um, or belief maybe that that I hear from people when I start working with them or if I'm just having conversations with someone um, online, they maybe highlight that this is one of their key challenges. So I thought it'd be useful to um, just put a pod together with some advice um, on how to overcome this really and make sure that you're still being true to your targets and, and doing what you want to do without kind of being derailed by other people or forcing them to come along on the journey with you if maybe that's not what they want to be doing. Um, so yeah, that's what we're going to dive into today. So we'll look at it um, from a couple of angles. So we'll talk about um, your main meals and also your snacks and and the treats and and more palatable food that maybe um, is often found in and around the house, um, and making sure that that's not getting in the way of your progress as well. Um, I'll offer up a couple of solutions, hopefully that that will be useful to you uh, on all fronts. Uh, and also just take into account as well, um, people have different roles in the home. So are you the person that does the cooking? Um, are you the person that does the shopping? Or are you maybe somebody who doesn't have control of those items, uh, those elements, sorry. Uh, and if that's the case, you know, the solutions will be a little bit different. But the crux of it's always the same. So hopefully that all makes sense. Hopefully that's something um, people are going to find useful. So we'll, we'll jump into that now. So um, I guess the best place to start is um, we'll look at the main meals. So I would suggest, uh, this might not be true for everyone, but I think in most cases where there's um, people who live together, whatever, you know, fa family dynamic, friends, whatever it is, they'll tend to, if they eat together at all, it'll probably be one meal per day where they're eating the same thing. Usually the evening meal, the main meal of the day, whatever people want to call it. Um you may well sit down together at breakfast and, and lunch, maybe at weekends or when you're working from home or something. And I think that's great. I'd definitely encourage that. But I think we probably find that people maybe have slightly different um, things to eat at those meals to each other. And, and that's fairly trouble free. So, for example, if you've got kids, you know, maybe one of them has a bowl of cereal for breakfast. Maybe one of them has toast. And then maybe you have your fruit and your yogurt, right? Because that's that's compatible with your goals and, and what you're trying to achieve it's not too much of a challenge to put those different things together and getting ready in the morning or you know out on the table for everyone it's really i think where the biggest challenge will come is is like i said that evening meal where you've got to cook something um so if you're the cook in the house you don't want to get into a scenario where you're cooking two different meals every night um it's just a pain in the ass to be honest nobody wants to really be doing that you want to all sit down and eat the same thing 
a similar token if you're not the person that's that's doing the cooking you you can't really go and ask the person who's doing it or you maybe don't want to go and ask the person that's that's making the meals to make you something separate um because it's much easier if you can eat the same as everyone else and i think as well from a a, a peace of mind mental health um happiness point of view the last thing anyone probably wants to be doing is sitting down to the table at night eating a salad while they're sitting with their family or all having a pizza or something like that. Um, so when we talk, I'll talk a bit about a solution to this problem. Uh, and I'll talk about it from the point of view or as if you were a client of mine, because I'll talk about it for someone who's been given the targets that I maybe will give my clients um, to hit, to make sure they're, um, you know, going to be making the progress they want to do. So that generally is around, um, a number of calories per day. Um, I use, also give my clients a protein goal um, and a fiber goal. So I'll probably delve into the, the reasons behind those more in, in another pod, but essentially um, protein is uh, super important for anyone who's, who's trying to lose fat because it will help keep them fuller when they're eating less and it will help to retain their muscle mass Um and that's really key if you're trying to lose fat. You want to lose fat. You don't want to lose weight. You don't want to lose a bit of muscle as well. You you won't. You'll feel worse. You'll probably look worse, and you'll feel like you've wasted your effort. So yeah, um, protein is super important. Um, fiber as well, because again, when we're eating less, there's a, you know, you want to make sure you're still getting good quality food in, um, and uh, in sufficient qualities to still be healthy. You know, you 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 if you want to lose fat, you're probably looking to be healthier. So part of that is to make sure that even though you're eating a bit less food you're still getting great quality into your diet on a on a daily basis so yeah so they're the targets i always give so i'll talk a little bit about the solutions then that, that i give to my clients in that context and, and hopefully it all makes sense um so what i generally would advise someone who has come to me with this problem and i've already given them their targets i would say to them that you know if you can have control of the rest of your day you almost you almost create some freedom around that evening meal um you can have within reason pretty much whatever you want so what i always always say to them is if you can prioritize hitting 80 percent of your fiber and your protein targets before you get to that evening meal but only have used let's say 50 or, or maximum 60 percent of your daily calorie allowance at that point it probably isn't really going to ever matter too much what you have for that evening meal. You're probably still going to stay under your calories for the day and you're probably going to hit your um, fiber and protein targets as well. Um, and if, you know, this is within reason, of course, if you're having um, a, a super big takeaway every single day, you know, you're probably going to be going um, above on a consistent basis. But you always have to think of your daily calorie allowance as a bit of an average. So you can spike it up a bit more someday. So if you're having maybe one or two takeaways or eating out once or twice a week, but the rest of the week you're having meals that are cooked at home, again, as an average, you're going to be absolutely fine. You'll still make progress, but you haven't had to forego having that that thing with the family, that treat, or um, just as I said, eating the same meals as them at night. I think... Um, no one wants to be sacrificing that. And I think it's, it goes a long way to being able to stay on plan then for, for a lot longer um, and keep making the progress that you're making. Um, of course, 
if you do cook the evening meal, you do have a little bit more control. Um, and if you are kind of erring on the side of caution, you've always got the option that maybe when you serve up your portion of the meal, you can maybe give yourself half the portion of probably the starchy carbs is the easiest thing to balance down on the meal. So your pasta, your rice, uh, your potatoes, for example, you could take half of that out of your portion and just load your plate back up with with extra veg if you really want to. It's probably not essential as long as you're doing that 80% of your fiber and protein targets in the day uh, and staying at that 50, 60% of your calories, you're probably going to be just fine. The only other thing I would suggest beyond that is then if you've had a meal in the evening that you know is probably higher in calories and less uh, quality food in it. So you might have got a takeaway, you know, you might have got a burger and chips or a pizza or something like that. It's probably worth then if you do have anything else to eat that day, um, just make sure you have, you know, some protein and some fiber so some fruit and veg or something like that with a with a portion of protein or a protein shake or something like that that'll probably just balance it back out again for you but uh, it's not essential i think it, only do that if you're still hungry um later in the evening if you've had a home-cooked meal you've probably got a bit more freedom in the evening again within reason to you know have a a small packet of crisps a small bar of chocolate something like that if there's something that you want um and, and again if these things are going to keep you staying true to your your plan for a lot longer then you know you can have them and and just be mindful of what you're doing okay so that's the meal side of it hopefully that all makes sense um and it's took us nicely segue across into talking about snacks um so as i mentioned before what you have for your snacks in the day just i would just be mindful of what else you've eaten um in the day so again if you're having if you have lunch out or you're having an evening meal out or you're getting a takeaway or you're just having, you've had a busy day, you've got home, there's maybe your kids have got evening clubs and you're just grabbing some out of the freezer and, and chucking it in the oven. Um, it might be a slightly less quality. So just balance it out with, if you do want a snack in the evening, just make sure that's a bit healthier. Um, but yeah, so as far as the other side of snacks go, um, a, a big thing and, and where people are often more successful um, around fat loss um, is the people who make sure they, they set their environment environment up to be successful. So what does this mean? Well, it means don't leave the packet of biscuits on the side. So every time you go in the kitchen, you can see it. Don't put your super palatable snacks where you can easily get to them or they're always in your eye line. If, if every time you open a cupboard, you can see that big colorful packet of chocolate bars or something like that, your mind's going to constantly subconsciously be drawn to them. You're going to be thinking about them. It's going to increase the cravings. So where possible, I would advise that you keep your snacks kept out of the way somewhere, probably in maybe your least accessible cupboard in the kitchen or something like, like that. You don't have to go to the lengths of like, putting them in the garden shed or the garage or anything like that. But I would just say maybe identify a cupboard in your kitchen, maybe the one that's in the top corner that you have kind of have to move some out of the way to get to. Um, and, and I'd keep them in there. And what I would also do is if you can, is, is get yourself a plain, boring, opaque container, keep them in there, lid on, in the cupboard. And then even if you have to go in that cupboard for something else, you're not constantly seeing that the advertising that the um, the people who make these these super palatable treats 
um, you're not constantly seeing that and and kind of like as I said before, it's not seeping into your subconscious. You're not then going back on sitting on the sofa and thinking, oh, I really fancy a chocolate bar. Actually, I'm not sure really sure why, and just because you've been seeing it out the corner of your eye for the last twenty minutes. Um, the other thing I would advise when it comes to snack or snacks and and things that you maybe tend to overeat and is be aware of of if you've got trigger foods. So if there's palatable foods that you find easy to overeat um, and, and maybe uh, you know trigger you to maybe have a bit of a binge or overeat and and have too much of on a, on a regular basis. I try and not have them in the house as much as possible. But again, if you do have to have them in the house, keep them away somewhere where they're out of eye line. Um, everyone's different, right? And we've all got different triggers. And some people can be super disciplined with food. I struggle with snacks. I will hold my hands up. I'm a snacker. I've always been a snacker. I will graze on things quite happily. So I have to be a bit careful. And I think for me, it's things like if there's a pack of biscuits in the house, particularly if it's been opened, I know that I'll keep picking another one out, another one out, another one out pretty much every time I go in the kitchen, as long as they're, you know, unless they're put away somewhere and I have to actually go to a bit of effort to go and get them. Same with things like the big share bags of Chris. They call them share bags. I eat them on my own quite happily, quite easily. Once I open one of them, um, yeah, I can <laughs> I can work my way through them, no problem at all. So it's just being aware of your own triggers, uh, being honest with yourself and going, yeah, you might like a bit of chocolate, but maybe you know um, that you find it easy to overeat. So maybe have some some smaller chocolate bars or something like that, or even some kind of substitute that does the job for you um, in the house. But again, put away somewhere. So you're not constantly seeing it. You're not constantly thinking about it. Um, and if you can, you know, put out, have a fruit bowl on the side or something like that. Keep some, um, keep some healthier snacks easily accessible. Um, if you can and you get the chance to, you know, chop up some carrot sticks or something like that. If you like those things, cucumbers, whatever, keep them in little bags in the fridge. So if you want something, it's very easy just to pick it up and eat it then. Um, and that can help sometimes as well. So, yeah, hopefully that's made sense. Hopefully there's some value in there for people um, and and some solutions. So just to wrap up um, what we've talked about, if you're eating your meals with other people, your evening meal with other people, then have some restriction and some targets that are a subset of your main nutrition targets. So if you've got a calorie target, look at having 50 to 60% of those calories pre-dinner. But within that 50, 60% of your calories, you should be aiming to get 80% of your protein and fiber amounts. So you really, your breakfast, your lunch will be centered around protein, fruits, vegetables, maybe some grains and things like that for extra fiber and just keep it at that. Um, so you're not going to spike your calories up. You will probably find if you do that and you get used to it, you'll probably find you start feeling fuller as well. Um, and then that just gives that a bit of freedom in the evening. You know, food doesn't have to be boring when you're trying to lose body fat. It You don't have to be super disciplined, you know, and you don't have to eat different things to the rest of your family. You can eat the same things that they're eating for that one meal a day, as long as you've got control over the rest of your day. So, yeah. Um, and and then sorry, and then snacks again, as we just talked about, you know, if you can keep the things that really trigger you, I mean, bonus, if you can keep them out of the house, but I know with other people, that's not always possible if other people live in the house. So if you can keep them stored away somewhere where they're not easy to get to, 
where they're not in your constant eye line, you're not always thinking about them, that will make a difference. It might not make a difference for the first two or three days or the first week, but I think you'll find over time you will almost train your mind that you're not thinking about them quite as much. Okay, so um, that's it. We'll keep it to that. I've probably waffled on too much yet again. Um, I will try and keep these more concise as we go forward. I hope you found it useful. If you have, um, please subscribe. And, and if you can, rate the podcast. That always helps to get this in front of more people. Um, it's my goal to help as many people as I possibly can. So, yeah, please do that. Uh, if you want to and you're not already, you want to follow me on social media, you'll find me on most platforms at SS underscore fitness coach. Uh, on Facebook, I think it's slightly different. I think you have to search for Stuart Stammer's fitness coaching. So yeah, drop me a follow on there. I will post about stuff like this on a regular basis. Um, you can ask me questions on there. I'm always really happy to answer. Um, and yeah, just um, kind of reach out and let me know what you're struggling with. And if there's something you want to hear on this podcast, drop me a message as well. Um, and I'll happy happily dedicate an episode to something that maybe people want to hear about. So yeah, let me know. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. I'll be back again soon with uh, the fourth episode. Cheers.